Randy's going to be like, oh my gosh, who's on the porch? Why is there money in the backyard? Why does Randy want the money? Is it meat-flavored money? Must be. I don't know. It could be. The The dog's a gold digger. Oh, specialty trained. Get that money. Pity's going to get paid. It's fine. I'm fine. We're all fine. Everything's okay. Welcome to the podcast. I'm fine. It's fine. We're all fine. Interesting but boring. Are you recording? I'm tired. I am also tired. And I have so much laundry to put away. And all I want to do after the podcast is take a bath and go to sleep. Mm, That sounds great. So I'm probably going to do that. And Preston can put his own laundry away. Yeah, I don't put Jack's laundry away. Bright side of this week, he brought up his own laundry. So there's that. But if I don't put it away, he just, like, lives out of his little bucket. Yeah, that's what Jack does. (sighs) Anyway. Anyway, sidebar over. Hello, best friend. Hi, best friend. And hello, listeners. And welcome to I'm on Fire. This is the random fun facts podcast where we're random, we're fun, and we're sometimes factual. I'm Arissa, and I'm in Nebraska. And I'm Chloe, and I'm in California. And this is our bonus episode where we write things and then read them to each other. Yeah. Uh, so which one do you want to do first? I chose last time. Um, let's do yours first. Okay. That's just how I wrote them, so. So. Yours? Yeah. I struggled with yours this week. I was apparently feeling very creative today. I killed both of these, I think. So. I don't think either of mine are bad, but it felt like when I was writing yours that I wanted to, it felt like I wanted to expand on stuff more, but then I rushed and then it was like, I don't know. What did you just take? War games. You just took pre-workout? It's not pre-workout. It's, um, it doesn't have caffeine in it. Preston uses it when he plays video games, and um, he got it instead of pre-workout because he used to do the pre-workout, and then he'd drink a whole bunch, and then he'd feel like trash. Mm. But this one's just like a neurological stimulant, or I can't remember. He explained it to me. But I don't think it even has caffeine in it. Yeah, it has all the other stuff in it that, like, when you read an energy drink, it has, like piranha and like stuff Mm. so technically it does have caffeine but i don't know maybe it'll help me put laundry away later (laughs) okay um anyway (laughs) so the first prompt is a shoe falls out of the sky justify why do you want to read first or do you want me to i think i read first last week or last time we did this okay How many more sidebars can we get on? Oh, plenty, I'm sure. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Ready. Okay. The sun is hitting my face, warming my skin. 
I'm in a field where wildflowers waving in the soft breeze, where there are wildflowers waving in the soft breeze around me. That was fun. I am in a field where there are wildflowers waving in the soft breeze around me. There isn't much that could possibly be better than this. The wind whispers into my hair, lifting it off my shoulders, and the smell of fresh cut grass surrounds me like a song. But all that, all of that is ruined in a moment. A loud thud interrupts the quiet rustling, and with it, the wind stops dancing around me. The sun hides behind the clouds. I look at the thing on the ground, the thing that's ruining my late spring day, the thing that made my friends, the wind and the sun, jump and hide. It is a smallish thing made of brown leather with wool strings and bits of plastic. A shoe. A shoe. Why is there a shoe here? And more importantly, why did the shoe fall from the sky? I pick up the shoe, turning it in my hands, trying to figure out who could possibly be the owner way out here. It's scuffed and well-worn, the leather soft, the laces appear newer as if they'd recently been replaced. Could the shoe have come from the giants in the sky? Was this Jack's shoe after he climbed up the beanstalk? Or perhaps a man had been riding the flying elephant. What was his name? Dumbo? Or there is that dragon in the never-ending story. Maybe he recently flew over my head, one of the children losing a shoe. As much as I enjoyed these musings of fictional characters in the real world, I started to become truly puzzled. The shoe had not come from somewhere. It belonged to someone. Perhaps it is from a boy playing in the trees nearby. He swung too hard and his boot flew off as he climbed the tallest one. I searched the trees for signs of human life, but nothing was out of the ordinary. Then maybe a plane flew overhead, and the boot came off of Tom Cruise as he did one of his famous Mission Impossible stunts. Is this Tom Cruise's boot? Could it be? But that didn't make sense either. I would have heard the plane. Whose boot could this be? Is there just someone walking around right now with one boot on and the other not found, lost in the world like a ring or some pocket change? Is the owner searching for this boot, or is he merely replacing it with a new pair? He now is walking around with uncomfortable feet, trying to break in a new pair of leather and wool. My friend, the wind, has now returned, curious about the boot as much as I am. She swirls around it to investigate. Maybe she knows where the owner is. Maybe she could lead me to him. The sun still hides. For as large as he is, he is quite skittish. Where else could the boot be from? Maybe instead of finding the owner, I should figure out the origins. Maybe it is a boot all the way from England, traveled where, traveled here with its owner. Now the boot is looking to return to England, but without the help of his human, it will never be able to get there. Is this why the boot has presented itself to me? Am I to take back? Am I to take it back to its homeland? Is it possible that the boot is homesick, and I am the only one to help him? Did this boot run away from its owner, its master? Imagine being a boot, never being able to dictate where you wanted to go, always having to follow to protect the wearer from whatever they were doing, whatever they were doing. Having toes and heels and ankles shoved into them only to be manhandled, laced up, and directed to move this way or that. It is not a life I would particularly enjoy. I am glad in this moment that I am not a boot. But that still doesn't answer the question of the boot. Where did it come from? Who is its owner? How did it get here in the middle of a wildflower field where no one but me sat? I hope to find the answer soon because all this wondering is starting to make my head spin. The end.
Can I not read mine? I should have gone first. <laughs> I told you I did good. You did really good, and now mine seems really <laughs> stupid. I'm sure it's great. <laughs> but yours is, is so good, and mine is so stupid. Well, is your other one good? Mm. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be great. No, it's not. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna be great. Um. Okay. Well, <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. And I think you should return to it and like edit, like not edit it, but like you know work on it some more, and then share it with everyone because I think everyone should read it. <laughs> Thank that you. was my favorite one that you've done. In all of the writing prompts. Thank you. Like I said, I woke up and was apparently feeling really inspired. Because I, I got out of bed, made my tea, and just came into the office and started all my shit. And, mm-hmm. like, it was one of the first times I didn't have to, like, sit and think. And it just kind of... That's so nice flowed. when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> good at it but I could be great at it it's like every little noise like if a car door slams or if someone's taking their trash cans in oh mine do it too Ruben's new thing is when the neighbors pull up to the driveway he barks at them in the window and then he goes to the door and watches them through the door so then I think somebody's here yeah he used to only bark if someone was on our porch but now he's gotten to the point where like our front porch light is on a sensor and I don't know if we have bats or if there's birds or whatever but like in the middle of the night the light will turn on and he'll start barking if he sees the light it's so annoying I mean valid though no and I I'm grateful that he has learned that if someone is there the light turns on but also like could you just go and look first yeah and if there is someone there then bark yeah Ruben has (laughs) figure it out because we leave the door open while we sleep and mm-hmm. he likes to sit on the guest bed and look out the window and he's mm-hmm. learned that uh he can't bark when we're in bed and so he just do- does this grumble thing mm-hmm. so now when he does bark which is usually when the neighbors really like to come home at like 11 at night for some reason mm-hmm. and so when they pull in he like goes ape shit, especially if there's another dog out there and so mm-hmm. I have to get out of bed and check and make sure that it's nothing because he yeah. knows that he's not supposed to be doing that. But otherwise, throughout the day, they just bark constantly. Well, and they never used to. Peck was fine at the old house. He, like, never barked unless someone, like, knocked on the door. Then he would bark. But when we moved here, he started out with just, like, oh, if there's an Amazon delivery or whatever – so I knew that, like, oh, he barked, someone dropped something off or whatever. So it was kind of, like, an alarm for me. But now he just, everything, he's just like, the wind is blowing, arf. <laughs> there was a leaf, arf. And Monster is doing that thing where if Tech has a toy that he wants, Monster will go bark. 
and then no. Tech will get excited. And so he'll start barking, and then Monster will steal his toy. Oh, no. That's mean. It's Well, and it's annoying. <laughs> I'm just like, stop tricking him. You all, you, they have so many toys. Just use a different one. Yeah. Uh, my stepmom's dog, Lexi, does that, where when she wants, like, a blanket or something, she'll go bark at something, and then she'll take their spot. Well, and Emma used to do that when she wanted to eat, and the other dogs were over at the bowl. She would then bark, and then they'd run over and start barking, and she'd walk over and she'd eat. Like, oh man, dogs are so smart. Tech went to bed, so hopefully he won't bark. Okay, here's mine. It's gonna be great. Stop being so disappointed. No, it's not. This this one is not good. I can say that I know for a fact. It's a cop out. Anyway. <laughs> It's like something I would have written in like middle school when I was bored. So that's the level that you can expect. Okay. Let's go. Wow, the sky looks weird, don't you think? Oh, don't you know? Oh, don't you know? I was walking home as I always did with my best friend Sarah after school. She was usually off in her own world while I talked about my day and how how the boys at school were stupid and how the girls at school were stupid. And how that one teacher is just so stupid. She was always interjecting with a yeah and a really every once in a while to make me feel like she was listening, even though we both knew she wasn't. But I usually didn't care. Today was different somehow. The air around us felt somewhat charged. I looked over at Sarah and asked her if she if she was really listening this time and noticed her hair was standing up the way it does when you rub a balloon against your head. Um, Sarah? Yeah, she said without looking up from her phone. I put my arm out to stop her. She looked at me with confusion, confusion so I pointed up. The sky was a dark purple with light, cra- light green cracks running through. There were no clouds and the sun was dark. What the... Sarah trailed off. I looked around. No one else seemed to notice the sky had morphed into a picture from a science fiction movie poster. We both stopped and stared. Sarah was the first to speak. What do you think is going on? Military experiment? I don't know, but it's definitely not normal. We stood with our necks craned for a solid five minutes before the wind picked up. The sky began swirling and a hole opened up into nowhere. We both took a step back, a few steps back, as a flaming object plummeted toward toward us. Once it hit the pavement, the hole swallowed itself up and we slowly approached the UFO. As we got closer, the object came more and more into focus. A half-melted, red six-inch high heel. What the... Sarah repeated. I bent down and picked it up. Flipping it over, there was a name scrawled in beautiful lettering. Genevieve. I was awestruck. Why would my name be on the bottom of some random sky shoe? I don't think I've ever worn anything but sneakers since I left the womb. What is it, Evie? Sarah asked. This is... It's my shoe, I turned back to her. I skipped school and brought the this, this shoe to my uncle the next day. He was an eccentric man that my family basically shunned, basically shunned apart from me. He lived in the garage of one of his college buddy, one of his buddies from college. He wore giant glasses with frames far too large for his face and loved making Rube Goldberg machines. He was currently working on one that would open the electronic doggy door he had sawed in the side of the garage for Perry, his pit bull. 
Hey, Uncle Sam. Evie, did you notice the sky on your way over? Interdimensional wormhole opened up yesterday. The readings have been off the charts. I knew if anyone else had noticed, it would have been him. Yeah, Sam, this fell at my feet. I handed him the shoe. Ah, yes, she said she would send you a sign. Who did, Uncle Sam? Well, you did, Evie. The end. I loved it. Mm-hmm, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I see what you mean by, like, middle school, but, like, if I was in middle school, I would have ate that up. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, you could do a lot with it and make basically a not a young adult novel, but, like, just below, like, the treehouse, the magic treehouse stories yeah. and things like that. I feel like this would lend itself to that, but like the time traveling backpack or something like that. I liked it and I think it was great. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You're not biased at all. You're also an amazing writer and so your bad stuff is better than a lot of people's good stuff. Well, I appreciate it. You got to get the junk out to be able to write good stuff. Exactly. And these are just... I mean, it's, it's 20 minutes of our life to do something. Trying to be creative is hard sometimes. Yeah. But you should do it anyway. Exactly. So with that being said, if you guys would like to also do our writing prompts with us, we would be happy and would love it if you sent it to us. You can either DM it to us or send it to us at imonfirethepod at gmail.com. Yes. Yay. Please do. Writing prompt two. So this one Chloe chose, and it is, there is a smell coming from the shed. Investigate. I'm really excited to read you this. (laughs) (laughs) Just preparing. There's a smell coming from the shed. Not a pleasant one, but one that smells rotting. Turned. I wonder about this smell. It drifts through the yard on warm days, wafting up to the back porch. If we had neighbors, they would have complained by now, but we don't. We are the first in the neighborhood, the ones who built their dream home to put on display for the public to see, the perfect model of what your home could be. Yet there had been no buyers. No one was coming to see our dream home. The market had turned, and with it, the buyers stopped buying. I sipped from my mug, one of those ridiculous clear ones that are perfect for Instagram, as the kids would say. My coffee is barely holding on on to the heat. The thin glass walls were horrible insulators. I missed my mismatched coffee mugs. The ones that hung on my wall in my apartment where guests could look at the massive collection and pick their favorite. The blue one covered in tiny white daisies. The pink one swirled into an easy marble effect. The solid gray one. That one was my favorite. The shape was perfect for a cold day where you would wrap yourself in a blanket and watch movies, red noses and pink cheeks. The rotten smell drifts into my nose again and my thoughts of the old days are gone. My husband, the realtor, the builder, the perfect man. So perfect he made me sell my gray mugs and the pink and the blue and replace them with these clear glass useless things. My husband, the one who picks out the furniture because it all has to match who banished my comfy reading chair to the basement, who sold it while I was at work because he was sick of looking at it, who says we can't keep books in the house. I began walking towards the shed, 
The smell grew stronger with every step towards the locked door. I had found the key in one of the drawers in his office. We weren't allowed junk drawers anymore. They were unsightly if guests decided to snoop, but he, he was allowed one in his office. I often went through this drawer when he was gone to see the mess, the clutter, the chaos, how I have missed the chaos of a good drunk drawer. A drunk drawer is what I wrote. <laughs> a good junk drawer where everything and nothing was stored. I'm at the door now. I can feel the smell latching onto my hair, my plush white bathrobe, the kind you find in a spa, the kind every housewife dreamed of. I will have to shower and do the laundry after this. My husband enjoyed locking things up, the shed, his office, the safety kept in his office, his wife locking up her creativity, her hope, her passion, pressing the wild into a neat ball of perfect. There was a video I saw once. Someone had taken a crumpled up ball of tin foil and pounded and beat it until it was a perfect, a perfectly shiny ball of silver. That was how I felt. I was the ball of foil and my husband was forming me into the perfect ball of silver. I grimaced at the door and dug into the plush of the white bathrobe. The plush pockets of the white bathrobe? I inserted the key into the lock, taking a deep breath before turning it. But it was hard to take a deep breath breath this close to the smell. Was I really going to go inside? Did I want to see what was in there? I stood there with my hand on the key, turned it sideways, the lock sprung for a moment longer. I was already so close, there wasn't there wasn't much more. I had to take the lock out and open the door. That was it. I probably shouldn't have brought my coffee with me. The smell had probably mingled with the coffee, turning the crisp, bitter flavor into a rancid one. It was already cold anyway. Why did it matter? I took the key out, replaced it into my bathrobe. The lock was also taken off the latch, and that went into the pocket too. I slid the latch out, one more deep breath before opening the shed. The smell was now a solid wall, something I could, something I would have to walk through in order to see. I stepped through it, my nose burning. I could feel bile spring up to my throat. I swallowed it down and powered through. I had to do this. I turned the light on and saw the bloody scene in front of me. Hello, Bill. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like this really like well formulated like ah uh, yes I can picture everything that's going on. It's so eloquent, and then you're just like, "Hi, Bill," <laughs> which is a, a I'm guessing the timer went off. Yeah. So I was going towards uh, she murdered her husband, and uh, he was in the shed. Oh, okay. That's that what I was sense. going for. That's fun. I was also, you're going to be able to tell, because like at the beginning of mine, that was also what I was thinking is like this lady murdered her husband. But I decided like halfway through, I was like, well, I'm going to do something different. And then it, you get no closure. So get ready for that. Okay, let's go. Okay. Miss Clara was the nicest woman in the neighborhood. That's why her front yard was filled with flowers after her husband Clyde died. Everyone within a seven-mile radius of her home brought her roses or lilies or daffodils. So many flowers were delivered, she couldn't find space in her house. I lived next to Miss Clara for my entire life, all 13 years of it. She made cookies in the winter and lemonade in the summer and always let me take her dog Randy for walks after my parents said I couldn't get a puppy. Miss Clara was basically the grandmother I never had. 
That's why I was worried for her after Clyde died. They used to sit on the porch and watch the fireflies light up the front yard, sipping on iced tea and laughing at anything and everything. It was a sudden thing, the doctor said. Clyde was healthy, basically in his prime, Miss Clara had said at the funeral, and one day he just didn't wake up. Everyone in the church hall shed a tear that day, not for Clyde, but for Miss Clara. It had been about a month after Clyde's passing that I noticed Miss Clara never really sat out on the porch anymore. She had her groceries delivered, and she hadn't baked cookies for a while. I didn't, th- I didn't even see Randy much other than when she let him in the backyard to do his business. My mom said not to bother Miss Clara until she reached out to us first. Give her her space, dear. She lost her best friend, you know. I, on the other hand, decided I would be Miss Clara's new best friend. So one day after mom and dad left for work, I walked over to Miss Clara's with a half-brewed, pit- half-brewed pitcher of iced tea. I knocked on the door and her dark figure blocked the light from her kitchen windows. Oh, Echo, good morning, dearie. What have you got there? I thought you might like some company, Miss Clara. I haven't seen you out and about lately, and I figured you might like to have a talk. She pushed the screen door open without a word, grabbed two glasses from her pantry, and walked me out to the backyard. Randy was digging underneath the lilac bushes that lined Miss Clara's back fence. His ears perked up when he saw me, but he did not leave his post. I noticed something new in Miss Clara's backyard. A baby blue shed the size of a large SUV was perched on short stilts in the back corner. Is that new, Miss Clara? Oh, that, yeah. I had some men come put it up for me. I needed space for my gardening supplies. Have you noticed all the lilac bushes? Hard work that was, but worth it. The smell fills the yard and the kitchen kitchen early in the morning. It's just lovely. I'm going to go say hi to Randy really quick, if that's okay. Sure, dearie. I know he's been missing you. I walked to the back of the yard. I called out to Randy several times, but he would only stop digging, look at me, and return to his mission. I got closer and reached out to pet him before I noticed what he was mining for. It looked like money, rolls of bills stacked on top of one another. The scent of lilac filled my nose, but there was something else. I turned to look, I turned to look back at Miss Clara who was just staring off at the birds flying in circles overhead. I turned to the shed. I took a few steps forward and realized that that is where the odd smell was coming from. Can I see what kind of tools you have, Miss Clara? I yelled across the yard. I would like to start a small garden, and it would be a great help to know what I need. She didn't respond. I opened the door the slightest bit, almost too scared to see the origin of the horrible smell. I was right to be scared. I should have never opened that door. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, so basically, if my timer wouldn't have gone off, it was going to be act like the real Miss Clara in the shed. Mm-hmm. And I was going to be like, oh my gosh, who's on the porch? And why is there money in the backyard? Why is there money in the backyard? Why does Randy want the money? Is it meat-flavored money? Must be. I don't know. It could be. You never know. The dog's the dog's a gold digger. Oh. Specialty trained. Get that money. Oh my gosh. Kitty's gonna get yeah, paid. I was... <laughs> yeah, I was going for a whole shapeshifter thing because originally I was like, yeah, Clyde 
was murdered by Miss Clara and she put him in the shed. And then I was like, nah, I always do that. It's always murder. <laughs> and so I was just like, what could I do instead? And then I was like, oh, maybe he's digging for money. And I was like, she probably planted the lilac bushes to keep that smell instead of the nasty smell. And then 20 minutes sometimes is not enough time. That's for sure. But when we eventually start a Patreon, people are going to pay money for us to go back and, yeah. And we'll put those on our Patreon. You guys just got to let us know that you want a Patreon because we're not going to do the work unless people actually want the work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just, I was so mad because I was so excited about both these prompts. And then I started writing and I was like, wow, these are garbage. (laughs) And then I just... That's how I felt, I think, last time. Well, at least yours were beautiful. Thank you. Makes up for mine. I usually feel inadequate next to yours, so. We're both the most adequate. (laughs) Perfectly adequate. (laughs) Okay. Uh, make sure that you guys go follow us on Instagram at I'm on fire the pod and make sure to give us a rating and review. Let us know what you think about these episodes, what we could improve, what you like, all of that other stuff. Uh, yeah. And thanks for listening. Goodbye, best friends. Goodbye, best friends.